right, there it is. We are live with Diamond Dallas Page. You're uh, you're still in Atlanta, right, brother? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. I I got to start by asking you because uh, you've been on the podcast a, a bunch over the last couple of years. What what do you think of the Biden thing, man? What's your what's your quick thoughts on this? <laughs> <laughs> I figured I would start easy with yeah. you. A nice easy question. Um, <laughs> you you know I think it's all bullshit. Period. Yeah. I don't care if it's if it's Republicans or Democrats. My mom calls me up, and she's like, "Honey, honey, I can't take it here. They're they're losing their minds. They <laughs> they want Trump. Are you a Trumpy?" I, I said, "Mom, I said you know what's real." Uh huh. She goes. What? What are you talking about? I said, you know what's real? I said, wrestling's real. Right. We tell you, we tell you it's a show. Right. The Republicans and the Democrats, I have no time for either one of them. You know, the thing I do look at, well, you know, I had friends <laughs> calling me, you've got to vote in Georgia. They spent, these politicians spent $800 million. Yeah. On the Senate race in Georgia. Right. I want you to just think about that for me. People who are listening, these piece of shits, <laughs> these politicians, they spent, they found the the, 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 the concept yeah. of spending $800 million to be in total control. Right. And how many people, how many homeless people could that have taken care of in the state of Georgia? Uh, probably you know, all of them. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, it's all right. it's you all know, bullshit, so, as we know. I I, I hate them all. <laughs> I, so do you I. Know, so do I. You know, I really do. I think they're all pompous. You know, right. you know. I don't care who it is. Small town politicians, I believe in a, a little bit more. Of course, uh, but regular regular politicians, I think they're biggest whores on the planet. One hundred percent. Uh, now we're live yeah. on my Facebook and everyone's commenting on my hair. I haven't had a haircut since the <laughs> coronavirus started. And a lot of people think I have like the Hulk Hogan going on. So I just gotta I just gotta show you that I got all, right. all hair. I got like I think I got like hair of uh the WWE stars from um I don't know, the mid nineties. But I haven't had a haircut because no, I'm, I'm still panicking about this damn coronavirus. Dude, dude, I, th I thought it was more like a Lenny and Squiggy thing, but not Squiggy, but Lenny in, uh, in uh, God, I uh, can't think of a movie where he played the uh, the famous band. Who, God, uh, the hell. Uh, 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 you know, uh, oh, uh, 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 help me out. Uh, uh, it goes to 11. I, it goes to 11, I, right? What, I can't remember. <laughs> what the hell is the name? Such a sling, not spinal tap. I can't spinal tap. Spinal tap. I got it How myself. I didn't need help. Sling. I got a razor for my balls from manscaped.com. Promo code Opie, by the way, to get 20% off. I'm using my my ball razor to I'm gonna shave it bald. I'm gonna look like you. Not that you're bald, get but I mean uh, but, dude, I'm fucking gonna I gotta pull out of here you're so baby. It's just blonde. And and short, that's what I meant by that. So as opposed to gray. As opposed to gray. Wait, someone's saying someone's saying my hair's thinning out. It's not. It's just heavy. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I honestly don't care about uh the hair, but uh there you go. I, I, I out of curiosity, I wanted to see how long I could grow it. And uh, I've been at it about a year, man. It's crazy. So, hey, you sent me a oh, video, and I know uh, I can't give it away, but 
You always have a way of uh, making me cry, you son of a bitch. You you gave me a <laughs> you gave me a video. I won't say if it's a male or female because you haven't released it publicly yet. But that DDPY is changing lives all over the goddamn place, and you're running a contest. And you sent me the video of, I believe, the winner, right? Yeah. And then I'm bawling. I'm bawling yeah, like, a, like a bitch, if you're allowed to say bitch uh, still. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's only you're calling yourself, but I guess. <laughs> in, this, in this TG world, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, but, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it was really amazing. We, and we just started the Positively Unstoppable Million Dollar Challenge. Yes around my book because yeah. it's all about the art of owning it because it's not just a physical challenge the physical to mental you know uh it's it's a transformation total transformation challenge and uh that girl was a uh, candy uh herndon yeah. she lost 87 pounds That's unbelievable and she looked knocked out at the end but to see where she how lost she was yeah coming to this contest and the art of owning it, you know, positively unstoppable is all about owning that six inch piece of real estate yeah. in between your ears, owning the story you tell yourself. And when you watch her video in the beginning and you see her desperation and just, I'm coming here basically looking for some kind of hope and man, and her mom, like her, you know, in the video, you know, she talks about her mom left her on the beach, right. forgot about her, <laughs> yeah. just left the beach, went and got some drugs. Oh, I forgot my baby. Got run down the beach. Well, no, but well, really I can, think I, about I, that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beach guy. I can almost relate to that if the fishing's good. No, you can't. I'm joking. You know, I'm joking. No, you, I, know, I, know, I told I know. you. I told you her story made me cry, but her mom literally forgot her at the beach. And, uh, right. and her mom was you know, a drug addict, and uh, this this woman could have just gave up on life, but instead said "fuck that," found the DDPY, and uh, and changed her life, man. Yeah, you know, it just and she is such a strong, sweet chick to watch her. Like for her, for most of her life, she was the victim, you know. Yeah, she ain't the victim any. She ain't the victim no more. Kenny's strong, man. Like to watch the transformation. My business partner Steve, you. He's the one who does these these amazing videos and tells these amazing stories. Uh, she just, I mean, I couldn't be any proud of her. That's awesome. I, I mean, the DDPY changed my life. I mean, I'm in, I'm in damn good shape because of you. And even through the coronavirus pandemic, I've been able to keep it up because you could do these workouts at home, my brother. Uh, and, right. You know, I have way more flexibility. My lower back issues, they're still there. But I've strengthened my uh, my core, and I'm able to get around with my young kids way, way better. Uh, with that said, you got a documentary out called Relentless that I already saw, and uh, it, it's your story, brother, and it's uh, it's really inspirational for people out there that just simply want to give up, whether it's uh, whether it's on the, on themselves, uh, on a business, or or what have you. Uh, you're very inspirational. I think people really should see the documentary Relentless. That documentary was wasn't finished where it is today but it was finished probably 16 months ago wow and then cody uh cody rhodes dusty's son yep asked me if i would have one more match left in yep. me and he and he asked me at christmas time of 2019 so and he was going to make it a six man 
three on three, so I didn't have to be in there the whole time. When we're going over, you're like, what we're going to do and everything? He says, well, this is what's going to happen at the end. Because we always lay out the finish, so we know how it's going to end. Right. And he says, you come in and you just do whatever the hell you're going to do. And then at some point, Dustin's going to run off the apron and slip on a guy. Dustin's 51 at this time, all right? This kid, this kid, QT's going to flip, flip, go over the top rope and land on the guys, and then you're going to come off the top rope. And I just looked at him. Right. Like, what? you know I'm going to be 64. Then you know I'm going to be 64, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. But I didn't say anything. And the bottom line is, uh, I was... I did like five hours of GDPY before I went out there. And we get to the end of that, of that actual match. It couldn't have gone any better. And the next morning, I look at my girl Paige and we're laying in bed. And I look at her. I go, I know why we haven't released Relentless yet. And she goes, why? I said, this has to be in of it. Of course. You know, yeah. Because it shows me in the beginning blowing my back out from Kevin Nash's powerbomb oh, yeah. and being told by three spine specialists I'm never going to wrestle again. Right. And now I just did it at six, almost 64 years old. It proved everything I've been saying for the last 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and, let, and it's, let me jump in for a couple things here. So, first of all, there's another athlete, and I obviously consider you an athlete that performed in, I think it was five decades, if not six. Do you know who that was? Mm, it was I don't know. It was hockey. Oh, was it Bobby Orr? No, it was Howie. Howie. Uh, uh, you're, you're, there. you're almost there. Come on. You got this. Come on. Howie. Howie Gord. Go, go. Howie. Flip it. Flip it. You got it. Gordy Howe. Yes, Gordy Howe. Uh, played, he played professional yes. hockey in at least five decades. Uh, so yes, so you're he, in he good company. Great. And the second thing yeah. is, so um, the anniversary of your last match just passed. It was a year ago that you jumped off yeah. the, the top ropes. And now here's the funny thing about that, the little I know about wrestling. Some of the guys, when they jump off the top rope, they don't commit. You could tell they're they're doing a little baby Hell. step jump. You're <laughs> fucking committed, bro. Like you were jumping <laughs> in a pool. Uh, you know, I really, there's a guy named Mondo Guerrero, which is Eddie Guerrero's brother. Yeah. And when I started in AWA in 1988, I never heard of anybody doing anything like that. And there was, there was this one spot where I'm picking up my wrestlers who've been thrown out of the you know, ring and Mondo, he starts running and he runs right up to the top rope. And he just dove on us. Now, no one did that yeah. in 1988. Not even, you know, in 1993, I didn't know nobody was doing that. Right. But I used to have a picture of Mondo just flying out and me like, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? Because didn't tell. I had no idea. Uh -huh. And he landed on us. And I thought, I'm going to commit with the same intensity or close of Mondo Guerrero. So Mondo was inside me that That's night awesome. when I said, I'm in. And, you know, there's a point in time, like, again, my book, Positively Unstoppable. And I, I, I forgot to say this earlier. If you want to join the Positively Unstoppable contest, 
Just go to PositivelyUnstoppable.com. But everything's up on DDPY.com anyway. Yeah. I just had to say that. I don't want to forget that. And now, knowing I'm going to go off that top rope, there are moments. You know, it's like I just watched the Animal House the other day. Nice. And the girl's half naked in the bed. Of course. And the one devil comes out. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. She looks good. Yes. And the angel comes out and he goes, Oh, no, you don't want to do that. You know, and bottom line, the angel won. But there's always <laughs> that good boy. There's that good voice and there's that bad, you know, that positive and that negative. So, you know, in, in my mind, any sane human being who's been through what I've been through, I've got to say to themselves, you know, you could tear your ACL. Right. You could break your neck. Yeah. You know, you can really hurt yourself. And I've always found that when you think that, then you're screwed. Of course. So as soon as you, I, as soon as you overthink it, you're, you're, you're fucked. And, and with Animal House, by screwed. the way, which is a great movie, you can't, you can't do that scene nowadays. That was all about underage no. sex. No. And, and it was completely no. accepted when we were growing up and, and we went to the yeah, theaters right. to watch that movie. With, with yeah, the devil the and, the, and the angel, and then he takes the bra off, and all the <laughs> tissue falls out to, to really yeah, tell right. you that this girl's underage, and we're all just laughing and laughing like it's like it's normal behavior. Holy shit! Yeah, I for, I forgot she was underage too. I forgot about that. Hell yeah! Um, but but whatever, that uh, was our look, comedy. She back probably then. was really twenty seven. Yeah, you don't realize <laughs> yeah. she's probably twenty seven. Right, right, you know. Right. So but, a, a couple things, man, you, for real, you're so inspirational and uh, with Relentless, I didn't realize how many times the DDPY movement uh, was kind of dead in the water and you mm. refused to give up, refused <laughs> to give up because at first, like when you hear yoga, I was one of these guys until my, my wife really started educating me about yoga and the potential and the possibilities of doing yoga. People really just thought it was for chicks, no offense. Yeah. And, and your but program, the DDPY, you don't even call it yoga anymore because it, it is beyond uh, 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 yoga. Uh, you believed in this damn thing a long, long time ago when you were trying to like hustle your DVDs and uh, you were running out of fucking money. And, and a lot of people out there at that point would have just said, fuck this. I, I, maybe I'll go back to wrestling or I'll, I'll figure something else out. But you believed in yourself so much, which a lot of people can't wrap their heads around. And that's why I think they fail. They, they, they give up uh, 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 too soon. And you had a dream right. and you went for it. And here we are today. It's, it's, uh, it's massively successful. But walk us through that. You think, yeah. you think the Arthur video was the, the thing that finally put you over the top? Or was it Chris Jericho helping you out back in the day? Or being on Shark Tank? Here's the, uh, I have to say this about wrestling. You know, trying to wrestle when I was 23, it didn't happen for me. Yeah. Coming back in, in 1988, I was 31. And... I came in as a manager because I thought I was too old to be a wrestler. And it took me four years and developing a lot of relationships with guys like Dusty Rhodes, right. the American Dream. He came back in WCW. And four years in, I got the opportunity to come up to WCW as a wrestler, as, as a wrestling manager right. and color commentator. And the bottom line is, uh, I guess about nine months in, and I had a contract that had seven months left on it. And Magnum T.A., Dusty's right-hand man, yeah. came up to me and said, we can't let you. And this is important because it's, it, it, it feeds into your question. 
Um, and he said to me, he said, listen, D, we, we, we can't let you manage anymore. And I was like, what are you talking about? What, what did I do wrong? I mean, I'll fix it. And they're like, he said, you didn't do anything wrong. He said, it's a hair, the clothes, <laughs> the wrap, the bling, the dolls. You know, I mean, I, I was doing this guy. I, I, I look like that guy, you know. I, I kind of look like that now. <laughs> I just need the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and the freaking bling. Yeah, there and, you go. Because you sure as hell can talk. <laughs> um, but the bottom line was is that he said I was overshadowing the wrestlers. So basically, he was telling me I'm too over the top for professional fucking wrestling. You know, so that was kind of crazy. But he said, really, he said, it's not your fault, D. Yeah. What we should have done is put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you could do this. Right. Well, I had seven months left on my contract. <laughs> and I figure I have, I'm going to go down. I'm going to learn how to wrestle. And everybody laughed at me. Everyone said I was crazy. That's when I was 35 and a half. When I turned 40, about halfway through that year, my career started to explode. Mm -hmm. So it took eight years to be an overnight success. For the last nine years, we have been incredibly successful, you know, with the whole DDPY program. But it took eight years. Wow. And in this scenario... It was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like literally when I got to like 250, 300 grand in, yeah. I'm thinking, man, I thought this would hit, hit, hit something at least so I could make a living out of it. And it didn't. And I just, the bottom line is, is that Arthur, when I sent him the thank you for you know, invested in my program and believing in me, I got six questions here for you. I'd really appreciate your answer. Right. He came back with the best answers ever. And then I said, sounds like you need some help. Do you, you can, can tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah. The cliff notes were morbidly obese, this a hundred percent disabled veteran. Yep. Relegated to thinking of himself as a piece of furniture. If he says, I think I can do it or I'll give it a try, I would have been like, great job, buddy. Keep me posted. But he didn't say that. He said four important words. I can do this. And that made me say, send me your phone number. And that's the first time that I ever contacted someone that I didn't like know through someone. Yeah. As I would, you know, 200, 300. $400,000 in that video, that transformation is one of the big things that kept me going. But then I get an email from somebody who I don't even know is doing my program and they would send me back shit like, Hey man, I just want to thank you so much. Yo, you helped me lose 30 pounds, but it wasn't the weight. It's my body feels so much better. I can play with my kids now. Right. I, I got to read you one, Obi. That is, <laughs> is this crazy? Let me, 
<laughs> Let me find my iPad. Hold on a second. Right. Do whatever you want. He's just hey. wandering around. Hey, Pitch. Uh, <laughs> hey, Diamond. But I, I have to say this because there are still people out there that have never seen the Arthur video. So it starts where he's on those crutches where they're around his forearms and he could barely even get around right. with the crutches. And it's another video that you sent me originally that made me <laughs> cry my eyes out. And what got me was the fact where he's in a park. And you don't see him, and you're like, what the hell? What what What's going on in this part of the video? Then you see this person way in the foreground, tiny, is walking toward the camera, and you realize it's him without the crutches or anything else. And then next thing you know, he's not just jogging. He runs by the camera, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Uh, it's like there, there was no you, way. They gave up on this guy saying he would never walk again, and here you go. Uh, following the program and the guy's running by the fucking camera and then he's doing planks with his son standing on his back man that you gotta you gotta make sure people understand how far that guy went without that video i always say god sent him to me yeah and me me to him yeah and because it, it literally changed both of our lives and his in his words yeah it saved his life the bottom line is is that that's one of the things that really kept me feeling like this is real i mean i can this is going to happen yeah. it's like your wrestling career you just got to keep believing that it's going to happen and you have to keep putting the work in right. the work in and, and build other people let me share something it's, it's a little <laughs> long but it's worth the read he said in march of this year i was at my absolute heaviest my diet was poor, my body was falling apart, and I was having serious health issues. It got to the point where my doctor saw me for the next visit, and he said something along the lines of, I didn't think I'd see you again. Wow. I actually thought you'd die. Yeah. I thought you'd die in between visits. The, uh, a week ago, my wife comes into the bedroom, tells me our marriage is over. She's found a new boyfriend, and I got to leave. Wow. With his, so now I'm hooked, all right? right. Said, With as much dignity as I could muster, I move out of my house and into an apartment. The pandemic had taken hold, so I was experiencing health issues that medical professionals thought would kill me. The virus was wreaking havoc on my body while my entire life was falling apart since there was nowhere to go but up i put in your dvd and did the fat burner workout i hurt but it was a good distraction because of an incredibly broken heart he wrote I, after work i stopped by barnes and noble and picked up positively owning it that book made me see the truth in my situation. Yes, my wife dropkicked my heart into my ass. Yes, she was with someone new. And yes, I had to start all over again at 35. All those things considered, it was my responsibility to react and take charge. I couldn't change what had happened, but I could take control of where I was going, my diet, my exercise. My lifestyle all became contingent on what I was doing. Instead of looking at my sudden lifestyle change as something that happened to me, I had been drawn in by the inspiration from positively owning it and began seeing my situation as an opportunity to be excited about the changes 
in my life. I was becoming strong. I didn't see dieting as being depressed about what I couldn't eat, but jazzed about what I could eat. Through your wisdom and encouragement, I began listening to my body. This is pivotal. He said, uh, I began listening to my body, paying attention in what my body ran well on, what my body didn't react well to, and what foods affected my mood in different ways. Restrictive diets don't work. And because I was listening to my what my body was asking for, I didn't have to go on a restrictive diet. I substituted garbage for high-octane fuels. When I weighed in at the doctor's last week, I had shed 60 pounds in four months. My blood pressure had improved. Yeah. My mental clarity, my stamina, and my mood beautiful my body was stronger than it's been since i was 25 i still have a very long way to go but now i know i am equipped for the battle not just the fight but the win i'm sure you hear this all the time mr dallas but your work has absolutely saved my life <laughs> nice your workouts are encouraging and tough the book is incredible Diamond Dallas Page, this got me here big time. Diamond Dallas Page took me from someone who was falling asleep, standing up in the shower, to someone who can finally look in the mirror and be proud of who he's becoming. You're doing God's work, sir. As a kid who stayed up late on Monday nights to see the NWO get a heaping helping of the diamond cutter and remembers hating Dennis Rodman for interrupting DDP joining the rat uh, wolf pack, I can't imagine a better spirit on earth to inspire my journey. Now, this is what he would call critical mass wow 552 pounds yeah knowing me at this point oh because we've been around each other a lot a long time over the years long time long time I, i'll so, tell you i'll tell you how long you gave me ddpy uh the dvds three times and i left them at the office you kept giving these things to me. I'm like, yeah, 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 you know? And then I finally I finally dipped in when I, I ran into you down at your uh, brother-in-law's house. And yeah, we did, at, we, at did a, house. we did a mini workout in the backyard uh, right next to the canal. And I was hooked immediately. And I thought to myself, why didn't I do this years ago? Because I got two bad herniated discs. Uh, that's, right. That story you just told is very inspirational. But he, he lost more than 60 pounds, my friend. He lost. No, well, he here, lost his sixty plus to two hundred and fifty of his uh, ex. <laughs> <laughs> Very, bada boom, bada boom. Hey! Uh, that's right. But, but, but listen to this. Listen yeah, to this. He started in April. You no, know, April fifth was my birthday. Um, he started in April. He is now nine months in. He is down 146 pounds. All right. That's what I was going to ask. That's awesome. That is 146 pounds. awesome, man. Um, 
So getting back to the documentary Relentless, where you, you were on your last few bucks and you and, and it worked with the Arthur video and Chris Jericho certainly didn't hurt you when he uh, no, hurt, Chris was he, big. Chris he, was big. He hurt himself so badly, and then he believed in your program and he did it. And he credits uh, uh, he credits it for getting him back in the ring. And then your then your sales went through the fucking roof, where you were driving your local uh, post office nuts. Right? <laughs> Weren't you just yeah. bringing uh, uh, pickup trucks filled of, uh, of, of uh, DVDs? I, I was going to ask if they yeah. were, yeah, DVDs at that point, sure. Yeah, it was all DVDs then. And again, when here's what happened, you know, we're doing like $20,000 in sales, you know, a month for a couple of months. Chris had started with me. And what I did was, Chris had blown out his back and he couldn't even sing because it was killing him so bad. And the doctors are telling him the same shit. They told me like, you're done. Yeah. And I sent him Arthur's video. Now, not the one that everybody saw my version and my version was still strong. It wasn't Steve's, but it was strong enough to get the point across of who this guy was and where he went to. And Steve and Jericho called me back five minutes later. He said, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I said, okay, buddy. Three months later, he headlined WrestleMania against CM Punk. And we got a big bang up for that. Like that would that doubled our sales. We went to like 40,000. Arthur's video came out. You called me a yogi in this thing. <laughs> and not that you, not that's a bad thing, but I'm I'm the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years of my life. Of course, once I put my back out and started doing yoga, I was like, wow, this shit's amazing. Just like you did. Yeah. And then I just added all the other stuff, the rehab, the old school calisthenics and dynamic resistance, all stuff that worked for me. And I got rid of the spiritual stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It just wasn't for me. And I get that why people want to do it that way, but that's their thing. It's not mine. Yeah. So again, that's what makes our shit different. And, you know, it just like when, when Arthur's video, you know, started to go viral. I said, Steve, you made me a yogi. That's go back to that. You made me a yogi in here. And he said, he goes, Hey, like you're the, you're like the bad boy yogi. He goes, he goes, you know, he goes, do you know how many yoga pages on Facebook you're going to end up on? Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, not at all. Cause again, wasn't really tuned into all that stuff. I was doing using social media, but I didn't understand the power of it. And I go to the airport and he texts me a screenshot. And you saw this on Relentless that says, Stop what you're doing right now and watch real magic. David Copperfield. Yeah. It was the Arthur Borman link. Yeah. When I landed, when I landed in Nashville, one from Tony Robbins. And it just went wow. Yeah. And it, it, it overwhelmed us because we weren't ready for that. We didn't do some big infomercial spot. We just did a video. Yeah. And you know, and it got shared and shared. Probably we, we can we can track this to over a half a billion views between our stuff and the people who have used it. Every inspirational site on the planet wow. has used it. 
every inspirational speaker at one time or another has used it. Yeah. You know, and I love it. I love it. You know, it's, of course, it's, it's it changed your life. It, it yeah, absolutely it changed your life. That was the moment that everything completely took off uh, for you and all that hard work you you put into it before that moment finally, you know, uh, benefited uh, you. Uh, and, and you've been going yeah, strong so, ever since, my brother. Yeah, but then, then it was Jake. And then it was, you know, Resurrection. Yeah. And then it was Shark Tank. Yeah. And, you know, now it's, it's me, all things that tell stories, you let me, know? Let, tell me, stories. let me ask you about Shark Tank. You did not take the deal. I love, love that show. Uh, I do too. And I've never, I've never seen your episode. So just give me like uh, the basics of it and why you didn't take the deal. And and who wanted well, to make all, a deal with you? Well, the end, Mister Wonderful, is sort of fucking around with me, you know. <laughs> yeah, but He's such a dick. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and his was like, yeah, more like fifty percent, you know. I'm like, yeah, oh, Mister What? You know, by that point, we, we was already over, you know. Like, I never went there, Op, to get a deal. Of course, I went there to get exposure. Yeah, and truthful. I I asked the guy. I said, we don't want their money. We want to give them five percent, and you know, then fucking let them guys. You know, figure out who wants to do it. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, if you don't want, if you don't want money, we can't put you on the show." I said, "I didn't say we couldn't use the money, but I really didn't want it. Yeah, you know, I really want." I said, you, "You know, I said we're the next. You know, we're the next big, big." thing you are right some of these programs it's better not to make a deal america's got talent i talked to uh tape face who came in second place a couple years back my son is a big fan and we went to one of his shows and we uh were lucky enough to talk to the guy backstage and he goes dude i i made sure i i didn't win that fucking show because then they own you and i i knew the exposure i would make way more money uh, after the show right. than actually winning the damn thing where I'm under contract with those right. guys. So I think you were smart to just go on and get the exposure for DDP. Uh, why? Yeah, it was, it was fun. It really wasn't even a real offer. It didn't really matter. Uh, for me, it was more about, again, being there, you know, you film for an hour yeah. and then they use, you know, eight minutes. It just played the other day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the gift that keeps giving because when we when we did that, like we made a million dollars in five days. Wow. You know, wow. that's how much product people believed in it. Wow. And still today, people get it because of Shark Tank. Yeah. You know? So um, that to me is awesome. I got to ask you about Jake the Snake. How is he doing? The last time we talked, he was in your house yeah. under quarantine for the coronavirus. And, <laughs> and you guys were feeding him food with trays that you would leave outside the door. And he would grab them like a like a troll and, and bring it inside and eat. And then he would he would leave the empty tray out, out outside the door like he was in a hotel. And then it's funny because you guys were taking it so seriously. And then you ended up getting the coronavirus and not Jake the Snake. Yes, Jake's never gotten it. Right. Right. I think I think he's, you know he's just you know, I always say if a cat's got nine lives a snake's got thirteen <laughs> because Jake Jake is uh, he's only, uh, Jake is doing so good he's having a little bit issues with his breathing but it's getting better he's finally quit smoking which to me is like wow yeah I mean that was the only thing he had left that's the only deal he had left and. He's finally quit. So, amazing. and Jake's been doing amazing. 
Like he's on AEW every Wednesday night uh, on Dynamite. Right. And and Cody's like Cody, who's you know one of the top guys there, Cody Rhodes, uh, along with Tony uh, uh, Tony Khan, who owns the promotion, also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know they love they love having Jake involved with their their the product right. and uh so it's really great for him and i'm gonna be 65 he's gonna be 66 so give me one uh give me one good wrestling story before we wrap up let me tell you about the thing that really like like when you say how did you keep going um it took years it took eight years to get there in wrestling and one of the reasons i kept moving forward with ddpy was because i knew it took eight years over here if i just keep doing over here what i did over here it's got to pay off it's like the ten thousand hour thing yeah you know and you just gotta see it, you gotta believe it but this was a pivotal moment in my life i'm talking to dusty and dusty he took me under his wing like a brother, like a, like a a, a family member. Um, he just he was there for me. He mentored me. Without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. Without Jake Snake Roberts, there's no three-time world champion. Without the both of them, yeah, I'm not going in the Hall of Fame, but I did. So I'm talking to Dust, right? And I am just bitching because in professional wrestling, I don't want to spoil this for anybody. But it's predetermined. And, uh, I was telling Dusty and bitching about how they're never going to give me the opportunity. You know, they're never going to give me the opportunity to be that top guy, the booking committee, because they write the stories. And I said, you know, Dusty, I know I'm never going to be you or Rick or Hulk. I know I'm never going to be the world champion. But these sons of bitches, that is enough. And I yelled at me. I'm like, whoa. He said, what did you just say? Now I really feel kind of stupid. You know, I'm like, uh, well, Dusty, I know I'm never going to be you. I don't have your career, Ricks or Hulk. He goes, no, D, what did you say after that? I said, well, Dusty, I know I'm never going to be the world champion. He said, then what the fuck are you doing it for? Dallas. As hard as you work, as much as you believe in you, if you don't believe it, D, if you don't believe you're going to be the world champion, you need to get the fuck out of our business right now. And, wow, bro, it, it was like he reached through the phone and just bitch slapped Sure, me. yeah. And he, and, he, and he kept talking. And I can't tell you a thing he said after that, but I know exactly what I did. There was a yellow ledger pad next to the phone. Back when we had the old cord phone and shit, yeah. you know? You, you picked up the 40-inch machine. All right, let me write that down. So that pad was there. So I grab it while he's talking. And I write, I will be the world champion in five years or less. It was four years, four months, and 14 days. Now, here's the crazy part. Because I never really thought about this to recently, I was telling this story to someone on Cameo. On April 11th, 
six days after my 43rd birthday, 1999, I would be stepping into the ring in what we call a four-way dance. Four guys, one winner. World title on the line. It was with Hulk and Rick. Now, Dusty's retired, but Sting is on everybody's Mount Rushmore for WCW. Like, he was a franchise. So, I'm telling you, four years before this, I'm never going to be you or Rick or Hulk. But here I am, stepping in the ring with Rick and Hulk and Sting. Randy Savage is the guest referee. Ric Flair takes the diamond cutter in the middle, and I walk out the world champion. That's where things like believe. And that's all I try to explain to people and why, like, people say, what's your why? That is. Nice. To prove to people that you can do whatever you're willing to put the work in for. If it's not just going to happen, you know, like, I, the movie The Secret had some really great points when it comes to about manifesting dreams into realities. And the part that The Secret left out but you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. And it Hard pissed work. me off. There was one one scene in that movie where there's a little boy and he's like 13 years old and I want this red bike and I want this red bike and I'm just going to keep making it happen. And one day he opened the door and the red bike is there. And I thought, okay, I'm throwing a flag because that's not how that goes. Now, if you're that kid and you're up every morning, you get on your rickety old bike, and you got a paper route like we had back in the day. Yeah. They don't exist anymore, but we did that. And you got up early in the morning, I know, because I did that. And you save your money, save your money, save your money. And then your dad and your mom equally put the other half in. Then you get the bike. That story, that story I would have been down with. But the one with no work, fuck you. Exactly. No, nobody. Nobody gets there. And if they do get there, they don't appreciate it. No, they of course don't not. appreciate it. I, I I have to do this one more time. It's really short though. I want to read you a review <laughs> that someone left that I thought was funny. I thought was really funny right. and really spot on. He says, simply inspiring. His name is N. Thomas. I really if I could have found his number, I would have friggin' called the guy. He said, admittedly, there were a few moments when I felt like I was watching the most well-produced infomercial ever. I popped when I heard that, read that. He said, nonetheless, it's pretty damn epic. And in these unstable times, it's quite inspiring to see how the positive intention behind DDPY rippled out into the world to create actual positive change. I've had the DVD set, this I love. I've had the DVD set sitting around my house for quite a while. <laughs> but I think, but, but I think <laughs> I'm finally gonna try it instead of merely having it and pretending that's good enough. That's classic. The DDPY crew is making the world a better place. And this film documents 
that fact. That's awesome. And I know you like hearing uh, infomercial, but it's way more than that. It's it's your life story. I know. I, uh, Relentless I know. is a damn good documentary. And, and the people out there know I, I love documentaries. That's my favorite genre by far, man. Uh, and I highly Me recommend too. that people see uh, Relentless. It's on Amazon Prime or Amazon, where, wherever the hell. And of course, then the app DDPY is what I do to this day, man. I never stopped since that day we did it in the backyard of your brother-in-law's house. I mean, I've taken a couple weeks here and there, but in general, I've been uh, doing it ever since. But I love it. And I love helping people because it makes you feel so good about yourself. You know that. You help people. And when when you help people, man, you make a difference in their lives. It, it just makes you feel really good about yourself. A hundred percent. That's a great place to end this, my, uh, my brother, my friend. Diamond Dallas Page, uh, thanks for the time today. This was awesome. Nah, my pleasure, brother. I was got time for you, but I'm gonna set something up with Jake too. Okay. As soon as soon as soon as it gets where he can go out and hit the road, because you tell about stories. Yeah, that boy's got some oh, stories. Boy does, boy does he. And that, that's a, that's another great uh, great documentary you guys put together. You guys do a good job with your damn documentaries. You get the tears oh, flowing, you, man. man. Jeez. The resurrection of uh, uh, Jake the Snake is unbelievable. Yeah, they can see that on Amazon Prime, too. Yeah. So if you ain't seen that, All there's right. the other one. All right, brother. I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time. Right on. You've been amazing, man. All right. Diamond Dallas <laughs> Page. Thank you, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on for a minute because they're making fun of my hair, so i got to beat these guys up. So you could go. <laughs> right, you could go. You, I love See you, brother. You, All right. There he goes. Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page, my pal. And to this day, I still do uh, his program as he tries to figure out how to uh, – okay, he shut off. Yeah, no, you, you didn't shut off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you sons of bitches. These there <laughs> There it is. Okay. These guys, you guys were making fun of my hair the whole time. I was I was so distracted, you bitches. Get a haircut, bro, Robin says. Well, I'm I'm uh, I want to get to a year and then uh and then we'll then I guess we'll cut it. And I show I took the hat off earlier. I'm not doing that a, a fucking again to prove that uh I don't have Benjamin Franklin hair butters. I saw that. Oh, I love your hair. No, you don't. No one loves it. I'm not a Spicoli. I saw that one. What else did I see in there? Uh, 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 the dude on the couch uh, from Half Baked. I saw that. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, who's the skater boy? Uh, B.O.I., obviously. Who, who sang that song originally? Skater boy. I forgot. Uh, Back to the Future, Bum. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Jesus. <laughs> I've been working on this hair for a year. Boo 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 bo